Okay, Michael, let's go. Martin, I feel like we're on a roll. Like we've done a lot of these recently. I feel good. Do you feel in a zone? I feel like I'm in a zone right now. Definitely feel amazing. It's great to be recording. <laughs> it is super great to be recording. I feel like we're entering like a different phase of e-commerce undercover, if we that's do. fair. You know what I mean though, right? Yeah, completely. We do. We definitely oh. do. That's great. Who who do we have with us today? Ohad? Yeah. And you're going to have to pronounce your last name because I got a couple of questions for this, but you're the CTO of Namogu. Did I say that right? Correct. You said it amazing. Yes. And how do I pronounce your last name? Uh, it's a Greenspan. Greenspan. Now, yes. you know this. I have to ask this question. Okay. Is this, is this like an English transliteration of a Hebrew name? Uh, no, it's not. Uh, actually, the, the, there's a famous guy in the U.S. called uh, Alan Greenspan. Uh, yeah. Know? Used to be famous, uh, but yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm a relative, uh, but maybe not. Unlikely. Uh, but I guess we come from the same area in Poland. So it's a Polish, it's a Polish name. Oh. Uh, and the, the rumors say that it's um, the root of this uh, last name is that people that dealt with knives and, you know, um, really like, like metal. Uh, because okay. pun is like um, the... Corrosia, how do you say? Like the when it's uh, when the oh when it corrodes when, when it corrodes, yeah. So it's like, like uh, with with oxygen, it's like the, the rust. Liberty, yeah, that it becomes like yeah, green. it's the rust, yeah. Exactly. Got it. But this is uh, the the meaning of the name. So apparently, people who dealt with metal things uh, used to kill people. You know. <laughs> Got it. But are you are you based are you based in Israel? Yes, I'm based in Israel. So are you Israeli? And are you Israeli by birth? Yes, hundred percent. Okay, so I was gonna, because I was gonna ask you like the more the I, I wanted it to be like the transliteration of a Hebrew name because I wanted to ask you like is it the Shin the Samach you know what I mean like I was just curious like how it was spelled but now that doesn't matter anymore so exactly, I guess not exactly. Yeah. exactly. Uh, by the yeah. way, uh, you didn't ask, but I will tell anyway. Uh, Namogu, the meaning of Namo action Namogu is a Hebrew word. Yeah, uh, that comes from the Bible. Uh, and Tell Namogu, me. Uh, in the plural tense of it, uh, it means uh, faded away. So when you know when or dissolves, you know when a smoke dissolves mm. and fades away, uh -huh. uh, it's called namog. It's very like poetical. It's very high language, uh, high Hebrew. Oh. Uh, but namogu is in plural, uh, dissolved or faded away. Uh, Got actually, it. the first product of the company is a product that takes that handles all the interruptions on the browser and makes them go away or dissolve. Uh, so that's what Namogu, Namogu is. And the far east okay. story is that in one of our trips, uh, my partner and I, Hemi, um, we went in Japan. Uh, and we thought that Namogu sounds <laughs> Japanese. And we told them, Japanese, uh, it, uh, I mean, Namogu is like, sounds Japanese, right? They said, no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so... So I've already hinted, like, I don't think a lot of people ask you about Hebrew letters, right? Shin, Samech. So I've hinted a little bit about what I do and don't know. But yes. what you may or may not know about me is I lived in Japan for 22 years. So yeah. Namogu. So the Japanese language is very, um, it's syllabic. Yeah. So Namogu could be like three Japanese syllables, but I don't know what that word would mean, to be yes, fair. Yes. Well, yeah, it sounds speak, like something. You speak Japanese? Hi. So that's it. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact, as a little boy, I used to speak Hebrew as well. So you really? got that going for you. A long time ago. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's look, I, I, if you go to yeshiva, which nobody really knows that I did, 
you would speak Hebrew because you exactly. studied in Hebrew all day. Yeah? So you're like uh, five different people in one person. <laughs> oh my God, I think I'm more like 10 different people with one person. And that's what I want to find. But this isn't about me. It's about you. And I want to know more about you, to be fair. So can you give us a little bit of your background? We haven't had a lot of guests from Israel on. Is that true, Martin? Did not. Like we, maybe one or two, but you know, not not so much. But the Israel, is Israeli startup it's amazing nation let's say because yeah, yeah. it got really really famous the last are you advertising uh, now for israel <laughs> they don't need this i have no they idea no. to be fair i i don't know a lot about that so i'm really I looking do. forward to learn much more about like what's going on in 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 your company but also like in the world israeli startup scene that would be super great yeah so yeah. tell us about your background if you don't mind sure of course uh, so yeah i'm uh, 43 years old I look younger, but uh, actually 43. <laughs> uh, three children, 13, oh, wow. 10, and five and a half. Uh, all are super, super cute. Uh, if you see the uh, the piano behind me, some uh, all into music, uh, all about creativity and creation. Uh, nice. Since I was a very little child, and I think uh, when you speak about the Israeli industry, uh, I remember when I was like three or four years old, and until today, my mother kept telling me all the time, think different, think different, think different, think different. Interesting. That's, that's how I grew up. Mm. And I think many of the Israeli entrepreneurs and also the Israeli nation is all about, you know, think different, being creative, uh, do things, you know, quick because, you know, young country, uh, lots of enemies around, uh, complicated history. And it's all about, you know, surviving and being fast and uh, you don't know what's going to happen like uh, tomorrow. Uh, so it's all about be being fast and, and creative. Uh, so I think there's a very good vibe in the Israeli scene, uh, very creative. And because so there's a, like, a, like a dissonance, you know, in the Israeli industry because the tech and also because of the Israeli army, yeah. Elite I actually came from the 8200 Elite Intelligence Unit. Because of the, the Israeli army and the tech, industry, the tech um, units in the army, uh, it creates a lot of tech, you know, cybersecurity and, and it does. I mean, everything. And because the, so very great tech in Israel on one hand. On the other hand, the market in Israel is very, very small. Small, yeah. So no one sure. works in the Israeli and no one works for the Israeli uh, market. We always but, go abroad. So, can I ask you this though? Is the yeah. so I'm in Singapore now, right? Singapore's population and Israel's population, depending on when you're counting, let's just call it six million, right? Yeah. Six, five and a half, six, six million, seven million people, whatever. Israel is nine. Nine. Okay, so even a little bit bigger. Yes. But the Singapore market, right? Just like the Israeli market, it skews wealthy, right? So GDP per capita is high. Yes. And higher. And also the technical education is Israel very different than in Singapore, but still people here are very educated. Yes. Is Israel a good test market? Because Singapore is a killer test market in some ways. Yes. I but not in a lot of other ways. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, I think uh, maybe Israel and Singapore are quite similar in the sense that Singapore also, as far as I know, sees itself as a gateway to yeah. Asia, a gateway to the world, yeah. right? So, so very much like Israel, we don't look internally, we look externally. So in some cases, it's good. Some cases, it's, I mean, we don't contribute so much as, as much as I think we should uh, to the Israeli Maybe. market. Uh, so investing in the Israeli market and making it better. And um, I think the tech, the tech, the tech 
scene in Israel is very, very advanced. And also the uh, medicine and everything, you know, the other other parts as well. Right. Uh, but uh, but the, the Israeli tech scene is very advanced, I think, primarily because of the Israeli army. And, yeah. Uh, well, the armed forces, right? Singapore as well, by the way. That's a different story. Can you can you talk a little bit about your you're the CTO, right? So yes. maybe you can talk a little bit about your tech background, right? Sure. In other words, so I'm sure you had a whole bunch of tech education while you were in the armed forces. Yes. But before that, where did you go to school? Yes. So I went to school. Uh, I did the bachelor's, master's and PhD in computer science. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. I thought, I thought initially that I'm going to be a researcher. So I went to oh. IBM research uh, labs. Uh, back in 2006, uh, and I spent there a few years, and um, I was... Where was that? It was in Haifa, in Israel. And Got it, in Haifa. IBM Research Labs, back in the days, maybe still today, they had eight yeah. research labs globally. Uh, one of yep. them is in California. We talked about California before. Uh, New York, um, France, I think they have one. Uh, India, they have a few. Um, and the Israeli... Research Lab is very, very advanced, and again, it's part of the Israeli scene. And I was very, I, can, I think I was very different than most of the researchers there, because I, what excited me the most is, um, is not specifically the research, but how we can take it to the market. And I found myself uh, raising capital inside IBM, because the way that IBM research labs work, um, you have projects, so half of the funding you get from the from the corporate, but half uh -huh. of the funding you have to get yourself. Really? So I found myself, usually it's the, the top managers, you know, deal with the funding stuff and, and money. Uh, but since I, I was very excited about it, I found myself uh, founding projects, initiating projects, and raising funding from the outside through grants, uh, through projects that I led, etc., etc., raised funding, started the project, moved on, raised funding, moved on, raised funding. So then I understand that I'm actually an entrepreneur. I didn't know what entrepreneur <laughs> is, but I, I, I thought I understand that I, I, I'm an entrepreneur inside IBM. And then I decided to, um, uh, to leave at some point. I spent there many, many years. It was my best school ever. So I owe, yeah. I owe them a lot. Um, what what kind they, of what kind of what yeah. kind of projects? Sorry to interrupt you, but what kind of projects were you working on at IBM? Uh, if you don't very, mind very me cool, asking, very cool project. So maybe I think the most interesting one was um, a project called STEM. Uh, I think it was spacious uh, <laughs> a simulator, something uh, like it dealt. It actually, we built a simulator uh, okay. that how diseases spread, uh, like infectious diseases spread. Uh, very, very uh, relevant uh, for today, yeah. for even 2020, sure. um, So what in the simulator, you had like a map of the world. You had all the connections of, you know, all the, the, the roads and all the flights, uh, all the birds, routes and everything. And, okay. and then you could, um, uh, you could uh, infect one area. And then with all the models, uh, you could and watch what happened. Could, yeah, what would happen. And then you could um, uh, put strategies inside the model. You would say, okay, I want to compare what would happen if I closed a city in day three, or if I closed, if I shut down all the flights in day five, 
and then, then you could run the simulators one side by side and you could test different strategies what would happen uh, and then uh, there was like so when big, can, uh, yeah can i ask you this so when covid was going on i mean this technology must have come in super handy was this yeah, being I, used I as well i wasn't there uh, ah, you don't know happened, but i'm sure it, i'm sure it helped because even before we had the, like various um, diseases in 2000 yeah. i think it was the pig uh, uh, flu and i think there was uh, like a few and ibm sold these projects to several countries uh, mexico Interesting. mexico and some others so this is one project another one we uh, built um, um, models uh, machine learning models uh, for hiv uh, for clinics oh. another one was uh, we connected uh, we talked about asia so we built uh, through a technology called meshups uh, we connected we built um, systems for hospitals uh, in korea south korea uh, to connect various uh, systems through meshup technology uh, so i was in a healthcare uh, department and then at the end i moved to um, a, a social technologies uh, group uh, what we did there is something super super exciting and, and, and unique uh, we were we, we were developing games uh, and the, this area in gaming is called the um, serious games. The idea of serious games is to take the power of games, right. you know, the excitement and the points and everything, and put and, and use it for real real life problems. Uh, so what we did in IBM, we used games to build um, dictionaries of words and connections between words, uh, like glossaries. Uh, in, inside organizations extremely fast. So we took um, dictionaries that have been built for 10 years. We built it through a game, a competitive game between thousands of people inside IBM. We built it in a few days, something that was built in, in through a competitive scoring system and everything. Right. Uh, we built uh, dictionaries and glossaries for water, the water industry, so many, many things. And um, I became one of the global leaders of this serious games industry. Uh, there weren't so many people that dealt with it. Uh, one in IBM, one in Microsoft, one in Google, one in uh, Washington University. Uh, super, super exciting um, field. So do you feel like sometimes, I mean, you've worked on some incredible stuff, right? And that's why I wanted to ask you, because you don't just wake up one day and say, I want to start this company that's super data oriented, that have all, has all these aspects to it that you feel like can help e-commerce grow without having some experience. But you've already talked about virality. You've already talked about gamification. You've already talked about using data. Do you feel like sometimes when you walk around in your day-to-day -day life, you just kind of look at the world and just think, wow, everything that I studied helps me explain like the, the living universe around me in a way that most people don't understand? Yes, uh, I think it's. Uh, I think you're exaggerating. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but but you know, I think. Am I? Um, I? I think that the world is built of so many, so many problems or so many things that just don't work properly. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I say that I look at the world. I think it's it's a it's a it's. I think it's a bit, a bit too too uh, too big. Uh, but I think if you look at. Um, Many, many things in the world, you say, why, why is it working that way? I mean, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. I'll give you an example. Um, so one of the products that we developed in Amogu uh, is a product that gives 
different different pro personalized promotions on websites right so you spoke we spoke about singapore so we're now talking to zalora in singapore okay um, and we work with the largest brands globally jc penny and martin spencer we, we work with all of them and h&m and, and many many others and when you go to all of these websites although you and i and martin we come with different intent we're different people right we come with different right. intent we come with different data uh, yep. different behaviors uh, different history etc different device different environment and um, when all of us go to the website um, we actually get the same experience right all of us completely the same exact thing yeah in terms of everything in in all in all aspects uh, and in our case we look at promotions so although we come with different intent with different data different history different whatever we all get 20 percent discount for everyone one size fits all mm -hmm. Uh, right. like a billboard like a billboard on the street and and it drives me crazy because it doesn't make any sense no to, to have to have such a generic and cold experience although right. we're different people and uh, yeah like i'm like i'm never gonna buy a green shirt i wear black shirts and if i if there's a promo on green shirts like i'm out i exactly. don't care and why yeah, I don't why? Care. why 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 does it, why, does why it do i have to look at that this? way exactly yeah we can do so much better so i think right uh, it's it's not easy even even such a small problem i'm not talking about the uh, global problems but yeah, yeah. it's such a pro small problem like giving everyone the different the right promotion at the right time uh, is so complex uh, to to do it and to do it to do it well can, can we back up can we back up for a second on this though because this is super interesting to me right there are big companies out there and amazon kind of started this i don't know 15 years ago maybe yes. more Right. If you bought this product or people that bought this also bought this, right? This is the beginning and the genesis of recommendation engines. Right. But it sounds to me that what you're suggesting is this is not a recommendation engine. This is deeper than that. It's like a personalization engine. Maybe you can back up a little bit and just say how this works. I'm really curious. Sure, sure. So so the way we do it, of course, there are many ways to deal with personalization. Uh, we sure. specifically initially focus on promotions. Okay. So essentially, if we narrow down the problem the our goal is to allow let's say marks and spencer or jc penny or hnm give them the technology to give michael or martin uh, the right coupon at the right time okay so that's okay. The, that's the small problem that we're trying to solve um, right. and it's a it's a real challenge why because uh, we are we are different people we have different intent. We have different devices, different, uh, different uh, likely to buy different. Uh, we're different people. B, yeah. uh, we're today, we're different than tomorrow. And we're different yeah. two, two days from now. And even exactly. in the morning, we might behave differently than in the evening, right? And even today now, I'm different than I'm going to be in two, in two hours from now. Uh, so it's, it's a dynamic environment. All of it, every, everything is changing. That's on one hand. On the other hand, the website is changing. On the, the, the other hand, the trends are changing and the com competition is changing. So everything is changing. So a lot of moving parts uh, here. Um, it's super fluid, way, right? Yeah. The way that we decided to approach is, it is to try to predict uh, using machine learning and AI technology that we developed in-house uh, to predict at any given moment um, what is the probability of Martin or Michael to buy and to abandon? Okay. And it's like oh. we, we, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so 
I go to the Zolata, Zolata. That's a combination, by the way, of Zolora and Lazada in my brain because those companies used to be more closely related when they were rocket internet companies, right? Yes. I go to Lazada and I want to buy a green screen, right? And I specifically type in Elgato green screen. And I got a bunch of other garbage products that I don't want to buy. I'm really curious how this works from a Namogu standpoint. Yes. So where, we're less let's, about, what, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just give me one second. Sure. I'm really curious, right? So let's say... Let's say I'm just not ever been on a website before ever, and I haven't been on the internet before, which is rare, but let's just say it happens. And I go to Lazada to buy a green screen. What are we then basing the promotions on? Is it just my activity there? Are you waiting for me to go around the rest of the internet and following me to see what happens there? And then when I come back, you give me better promotions? Like, yeah. I really want to know in depth, like how this works. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll explain. So go ahead. Uh, it's less for us, the, the way that we address it today, and it will change in the future. It's less about mm -hmm. giving you a specific promotion to a specific product. Oh, what okay, go ahead. Trying, what we are trying to solve is uh, whether I should give Michael 7% off or 12% off or 15 12. or 20 15 or 25 or more 30 or 32. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 32. Why would we stop? We're 32. So why not giving everyone 20% like today? Right. So if you go, let's take a step back for a second. If you and I go to booking or so the, the yeah. travel industry really nailed it. Right. So if you go to, yeah. uh, let's yeah. say you go to Agora. Uh, or, sorry to um, to Agoda. Uh, Agoda, sorry Agoda. Agoda. Or you go to uh, to to Booking.com or Expedia. Yep. They actually nailed it, right? They for you and I will see different rooms uh, rates for rooms, although yep. we're looking at the same the same thing. So yeah, they did they do it quite well. Uh, there's always way to uh, room to improve, but they do it quite well. The e-commerce industry is like 20 years ago. It's like 20 years behind the travel industry. So what we're trying to solve is instead of giving everyone, Michael and Martin, 20% off a, through a banner, try to understand if Michael is worth 20%, maybe 17, maybe five, maybe 27, maybe 32. Why? How do you know because, though? Yeah, I'll explain just before that. Okay. Why, why, why not giving everyone 20? Because uh, maybe Martin would buy anyway. So why, yeah. maybe if I haven't give, given Martin discount, he would still buy. He's why so rich. 20, why losing 20% of my profit for Martin? Because yeah. he would buy anyway. Uh, on the other hand, Michael is a greedy person, right? As we know. Uh, and he might, <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I can read uh, above your head. Um, and for Michael, so 20% might, might not be enough. So if I gave Michael 20%, he would leave me. He would abandon and I would lose a sale. So we see retailers today losing twice. On one hand, losing profit on Martin. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, losing transactions on Michael, right? So 20% right. for everyone is not good. It's not good. Uh, right. as, as we say to our clients, it's, it's so 2020, right? So <laughs> we, need, we, need to be, we need to be different. So the so way we are trying to assess at any given moment and explain why, uh, how we do it, we're trying to assess what is the likelihood of Michael to buy? And when, when will Michael abandon? Why, why we do these two things? Likelihood to buy and time of abandonment. Why? Uh, it's like, um, so two analogies that we, that we use when we explain it is, uh, is cards, right? So you don't, want put, you don't want to reveal all of your cards at the beginning of the game, right? You, you keep mm. them close to your chest. Why? Because 
because you learn over the throughout the game and you want to over the game you become smarter you gain more knowledge and you can take different actions as time goes by on the other hand if you wait too much you might lose right and yeah. so in in other words uh, if I gave Michael the discount on on the first page uh, on the journey I might not I might miss the information that he's looking for a green screen whatever uh, uh, later on on the other hand, if I wait too long, I might lose him because he will, after a few pages, he would go. That's one analogy. The second analogy is like, imagine that you go into a store of H&M, right? Or Tiffany's, let's take, see if Tiffany's in, in Fifth Avenue. You go sure. to Tiffany's, if, if you experienced it in the past, the salesperson, a good salesperson would not reach out to you. He would wait. Never. He would look at you. Yeah. And what he would do, he would look at your watch, he would look at what products you look at, how nervous you are, if you're like calm or what's your behavior. Um, he, he would look at you closely. And then when, when he would reach out to you, when he would think that you're ready to buy or when there's a risk that you are going to leave, right? Then he would catch you and say, can we help you? So this is exactly the analogy that we're using. We're trying to assess if Michael is going to buy or not. And if so, when? When is going but to how do you? But how do you oh, do that? Do you, I, 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 do give me one second. Yeah. Give me one second because I want to tell you my Tiffany story. So I went into Tiffany's, right, with my girlfriend at the time who was Japanese. Yes. And we there was like three white people standing in front of us behind the counter. We were just looking at diamonds and jewelry and stuff like that, right? So we were just speaking Japanese to each other. I'm sure you've done this. You're like, nobody understands Hebrew. Let's just switch to Hebrew, yeah? Yes. But you'd be surprised like how well-trained the people at Tiffany's are because the the guy or the gal behind the counter, I can't remember anymore, at some point just jumped in and had understood our entire conversation. Exactly. exactly. So they're trained to do that. But I want to know, what I want to know is, how are you training the yeah. AI and the ML exactly. to know? Exactly. So we are trained to do it as well. So the way, the way we do it uh, is very unique. And I'll Go. explain. I'll explain now how okay. deep, deeply how it goes. Um, so even before you start the journey, on the site, like the store. When you go into the store, even before you look at the jewelry, yep. by the way that you dress up and the way that you, um, <laughs> I mean, w when you enter the door, they already know a lot about you. They train, they train do. people, right? So we do the yeah. same. Uh, we do it, and the, the unique thing is that we do it without compromising the privacy. How do we do it? We look, for example, we measure the speed of the device. How fast is your CPU, the device CPU? That's uh, so that tells you that tells you what our economic situation. In other words, if I have a brand new Mac Mac Pro or brand new Mac Studio, about, you're thinking it's less about, it's less about the uh, which computer you have. It's more about what is how fast your device is. That's one. I'll explain in a what second. does that I'll what does that tell you there? I'll explain Go ahead. In a second. The second uh, uh, metric is how fast the internet speed is. Why are these uh, um, interesting? Because of two things. One, they tell something about, indirectly, they tell something about your economic uh, sure. ability, right? So yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah situation. If, if you have like a strong device, it, there's a correlation that you're going to buy. Second, when you have a strong device, and we talk about experience and, and customer journey, when you have a strong device and strong internet, uh, you're going to experience the website much better than someone with poor internet. So, and right. all, all research, any research that you will find on the internet shows- Speed matters, a, yeah. Yeah, speed matters, right? 
Yeah. So because of these two aspects, by measuring the speed of the device and the internet, I can already tell what is your prediction, what is my prediction of you to buy. That's one. Second, we look. So I've got to get a. So, so you tell me I've got to get a crappier internet connection and a really bad computer so I can get better pricing. Go maybe, ahead. But in maybe, but in big numbers, it doesn't work, right? So people I got go you. with whatever they have. Do uh, we do that? Another, the... another thing is uh, we look at the browser installs, for example, which is not personal. Uh, we look if you have shopping tools installed, like uh, like Amazon Assistant or Honey or shopping shopping uh, extensions in the browser. And internet or ad blockers in in any you have no idea how well uh, it predicts if you're going to buy or not. I mean, how it's correlated to buying. Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't know why. God knows, <laughs> God, know why. God knows why. And what's interesting in machine learning, and that's I think the the change that you need to, you need to do in your mindset. It doesn't really matter, right? In machine learning, it doesn't really matter why. I mean, we're not trying to understand the philosophy of the world. We are trying to understand correlation between metrics and conversion, buying, retention, lifetime value, et cetera, et cetera. Got so it, it doesn't Got really it. matter. Of course, we already, we, we have our assumptions, um, but it, maybe it's the tech savviness, maybe things like that. Maybe it's, the, I mean, in, interactivity on the web, whatever. Right. It doesn't really matter. Uh, so in machine learning, you want to collect as much information as you can and try to use it smartly to predict what you want to predict. In our case, uh, if you're going to buy, when are you going to abandon, if you're going to come to another session, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And based on that, we deliver the coupon. Our strategy at the moment is to give the highest coupon to the ones with the highest capability to buy and the really? highest uh, risk to abandon. Right? Wait a second, so it's, it's reversed though, right? In other words, if you've determined that somehow on, I'm on a slow connection and I'm just generalizing, right? And that maybe I have an older CPU in my computer and I don't have any ad blocking, right? So I'm not savvy about that type of thing, but, but maybe that just means that I'm uninformed, which means I don't have a ton of money. You're suggesting then that I'm not going to get the biggest coupon because I'm still unlikely to buy. Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes. So go, 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 let's go. Cause back. it's counterintuitive, right? Let's, let's go to back to Tiffany's and I think it will make it intuitive. Can I, can I tell you something else though? Because I, I've, I've thought about this and I want to understand how it works in the physical world versus the digital world, because I would go into Tiffany's almost on purpose in a pair of shorts, a t-shirt and flip-flops just to trick them. Like that was part of my strategy. Yeah. But, but the because train, I wanted to be yeah, ignored. But, but the trained salesperson would know by the really? way that you act, by the way that you, I mean, a trained salesperson, you cannot fool, you cannot fool a, a, a well-trained salesperson. Go ahead. And, and also and in what we, in the, on the internet is is even much much harder because yeah it's impossible websites you're not trying to fool people right you just browse no i mean you i'm trying but browse. it's not you, working you're being yourself you're being yourself when you're you walk instead of in front of people you can try to fool them but you know a, tra a, a trained salesperson would know right so it I mean, you can fool him only for maybe one minute, but after like a few minutes, you're being yourself, right? You're being natural. So uh, we, it, it's not, it's so like Tiffany's, like in Tiffany's, we would bet, we would put the highest bet on the ones that we believe they could buy and they could buy a lot, but they have a risk, a high risk of abandonment, right? And that's so can I ask you, strategy. so can I ask you this then? Yeah. 
So you'll give me a 20% discount, but will you then increase the base price so that at the end of the day, maybe I'm only getting a 10% or a 7% discount? Do you know what I mean? Because you could do dynamic pricing where like, let's say the thing could cost offline a hundred bucks, but you put the price up to like 117, so not 120, and then give me a 20% discount to get me down to like 90 something. Yes. Do you do that at as well? Moment, at the moment, um, we provide only the coupons. We don't do the second part. And the reason the that, and we, we will do it. The reason for that is the, the e-commerce industry is not yet uh, advanced enough and mature enough. The technology really? stack there is not mature enough to do dynamic pricing like Expedia and Agoda and Booking. Does. Why? But why is that? You'd think so. It's been around for a long time, right? Because, because, because when you work with, and we, and Expedia was a client of ours as well. Uh, when you work with them, so travel, travel companies, maybe because it's online and they don't sell goods, uh, it, they're, they're, many of them are startup companies or started from startup companies, very, very tech, very tech savvy companies. From the beginning, you, yeah. From the beginning. When you talk about JCPenney and, yeah. and Lowe's, and I have tons of respect to these companies because these ones are... We work with with almost all of them, and these the ones that I mentioned now are the yep. the most advanced um, companies in the world in the world of retail. But still, they sell clothes, they right. sell furniture, right? It's right. like they don't they're not startup internet companies, um, and it just just takes time. So many of them rely on Adobe, and many of them rely on heavy IBM and the heavy technologies. And they're progressing really nicely, but it just takes time. So many of them are heavy companies and retail, brick and mortar. So right. it just takes just takes time. We need we need to be patient. Uh, but I think the the industry, especially after COVID, uh, with the online and everything, we see them adopting adopting te cool technologies because they understand that they need to to be better and to be more competitive right. and to be. It's like um, they're not. They're less in the stores today. You need to be competitive online. You need to be very personalized. You need to be very good. Uh, so we see them changing. It just takes time. Can you can you talk about this too? Because I think this is super interesting. JCPenney, right? Lowe's. When you think about them, you don't think about them as tech companies at all. You just think about them as kind of old-fashioned retailers. And you're right. It is kind of impressive because they've been around for three or four generations, right? So they must be doing something right. JCPenney is interesting because it's been through a few different iterations. Yes. But when a company like Namogu goes in and says, we can help you online because we know all these things about all this data that you're gathering, both from like a, like a blank slate standpoint, right? When Michael comes to your website for the first time and you know nothing, you can tell these things and those things from this data that we've already discussed. But then if you dig a little bit deeper, you can do so much more. Yes. Like at the beginning, what's the response and what does it take to get them over the line for them to say... I get it now. Yes. How can we use this? Do you so, know what I mean? Like, what is what is the epiphany for them? Yes, yes. So I think uh, it's all about data. So I think once you show them strong data, right. uh, they get it. They get it. They have amazing uh, data teams. Um, and once you show them proof uh, how data ch can change their life or can change their bonus or can change their, uh, you <laughs> know, bonus. their revenue. Um, they get it. They get it, and this the the more the advanced the more advanced ones uh, take take immediate action. Uh, I'll tell you something that we're currently doing with Lowe's. Uh, Go ahead. One of the top ten 
retail companies in the US. Um, it surprised us how how um, how they are, they took what we showed them forward. And I'll explain right. in a second. So what Please. we released um, uh, about about six months ago is a product called Customer Journey OS. The the goal of Customer Journey OS is to become the operating system of the customer journey. Essentially, it's a data element that we are exposing on every page, on every session, that uh, the retail site, the commerce site, and all the third parties running on it can fetch the data that they want from the OS and use it. One of the data points that we that we expose there is uh, the, the internet speed that we mentioned, and right. the device CPU availability. So these are two data points that we use for ourselves to calculate intent. But over time, we showed it to Lowe's and they said, can you expose the data to us in real time? We asked them why. They said, because we want to understand if the speed of the internet and the speed of the device impacts buying. What we did, we exposed it and we showed them through very uh, like uh, clear graphs that fast internet uh, or actually slow internet is strongly correlated to abandonment for sure and what they're going to do now which is amazing 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 uh, and uh, tons of respect to, to what they're going to do they're going to build with us an alternative checkout page that will take all the unnecessary services and elements from the checkout off and we'll yeah. give yeah exactly and we'll give a lightweight checkout page for the ones that have slow internet and slow device. And we can believe, I, can, they believe yeah, we believe it will, saw, change, it will I, change the conversion dramatically. So there was, and Martin, you should know this, right? I want to bring, there was a company, <clears throat> what was the name of the guy, Martin, who owns, who runs um, Station F? Xavier Niel. Xavier Niel, right? Started this company in France. And Mark, t I mean, Martin, tell me where I'm wrong here, but he started this company called Zero. And the idea initially was he was just going to give away internet service for free. Yeah, free. Because the ancillary <laughs> services around internet service were so much more profitable than the monthly fee you would pay. Mm -hmm. Would it make sense for a company at some kind of scale, like JCPenney, even in the neighborhoods where it can operate and deliver easily, just to give away high-speed internet so uh, that then they can convert those customers into higher-paying and bigger long-term value people? Um, I'm not. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Why not though, right? Because if that's if that's one of the key differentiators. Because because again, it's not only about retail; it's only also about the commerce at home, right? So For sure. Many people buy from remote, so giving internet in the area might be good for the store. Actually, it's a, it's a good idea. We can raise it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Thank you. That's free, or, by the way. <laughs> or it might be easier instead of providing like Wi-Fi, and you know, it's like a operation. No, no. Maybe, maybe um, just make your website lightweight. It's like just remove, remove like big videos, large videos, media files, uh, services. You have, uh, you know, so the, the web, web. Yeah, but how about this? Ohad, seriously, how about this? How about sign up for like the JCPenney or the Lowe's um, loyalty program? And we'll pay your high speed and it will upgrade your internet yeah. to, to fiber for a year kind of thing. Yeah. And every year that you maintain the loyalty program, we'll pay for your internet. A great, a great idea. A great idea. I agree. Okay. I agree. Uh, so Sorry, they, might it, they might do it because, you know, it's a big company. They have tons of yeah. customers. Um, you might be helping your customers to buy elsewhere as well. 
But if maybe you, though, what I like I liked about your idea is that when you tie it to the loyalty, then yep. you create engagement. You create engagement exactly. to, to to my loyalty program at JCPenney. Exactly. So, great idea. I am not. I haven't thought about it. Maybe they haven't. I'm sure that they haven't as well. No. Um, but yeah, you can do so much with the uh, with the data, and I think the real change um, um, happens uh, when you see strong data and when sure. you have also a very easy way to leverage it and to make use of it, right? So I think uh, yeah. that's what we're doing in Amogu and we're doing it with many, many uh, str- like big retailers, uh, Argos in the, in the UK and H&M and JCPenney and Lowe's and Dollar Shave Club and many, many, I mean, very well advanced and retail and, and commerce companies, uh, right. super exciting. So, so talk to me about this deep personalization, right? So let's say Martin and I, who are very different people, I'm twice his age, he's from France, I'm from California, like we're very, very different, right? Um, that we come in, but we have the same machine, we live in the same neighborhood. So like when we first appear on a website, we kind of look the same. Yes. But then you notice some different behavior, you start gathering data on us. Yes. So actually, How then do you land, do this deep personalization? Yes, Go ahead. Exactly. So uh, when you land... Uh, the, the the mistake here is that you think you land with no history, but actually at the, the moment you land, we learn so many things about you, even before you looked at the product, right? So go ahead. even from the get-go, right? So I can know yep. that, uh, for example, location you mentioned, uh, I know your browser, I know what's installed there, if you have an ad blocker or not, if you have whatever, yep. what's your speed internet, what's your device CPU availability. So even before you land, I know so many things about you. As soon as you land, for example, the, the, the page you land you landed on, if you right. landed on a pro, initially on a product page, on a category page, on a home page, on a my account page, it tells also so much about you and about your intent at this given session. Right. Uh, where you came from, you came through affiliate, you came from Google, you came from Facebook, you came from you came organically. Uh, is it your first time? Is it your second time? When was your first time? When was your second time? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So, how many yeah. page views you go through? Uh, how many uh, product page views you are going through successively, right, one after the other? Or you go to a product category, product category homepage. You're going around, or you're like super determined on 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 products from the same category. So yeah, yeah as you mentioned, as soon as you land and as soon as you browse. We start gathering information at any given moment. We send it to the engine. And again, the, the, the goal here, and, and it's something very important. The goal, the way that we look at the world is not to fool you, is not to, to watch you, is not to, uh, not to be the big brother, is to give uh, JCPenney, H&M, the ability to give Michael and Martin the best experience. That's what guides us. Because when you have a good experience, you will buy. Of course, it's yeah. beneficial for JCPenney. It will be beneficial for you because you found what you need. Right. And then when you have a good experience, you will come again. And that's where you will benefit. They will benefit. We create this engagement. So the idea is not to be the big brother. The idea is to give, to, to learn what you want and give you the right thing at the right time. Uh, and to do it uh, with uh, data features and, and data points and segments that do not compromise your privacy because you know, as we all know 
uh, you're from California, CCPA, Martin is from France, <laughs> uh, GDPR. So it, it, it only it becomes worse and worse and worse um, for the retail and more complicated for the retail mm-hmm. companies and for the advertising right. and space and for the internet companies to, to deliver good experience because it just makes it harder. So how do we, how do we make online service, I want to say like more nuanced? And let me give you an example. I was in Singapore for a month in June, right? And I stay at this hotel and I kind of walk around the corner and I go to this restaurant. The first few times I went there, they didn't know I was going to come back every day, almost for the whole month. But by the time I left, like they felt like they were my friends. They were like, bye, have a safe flight, all this kind of stuff, right? When I came back a few days ago, they all kind of recognized me, but were a little bit like backed off. Like, let's just let him settle in. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't like the hard sell of let's get you the same exact thing you had last time you were here. Do you know what I mean? It was very subtle and nuanced. And I thought that's super good training. Yes. How do we achieve that same thing? That super deep personalization. Cause that's what that was, right? It was very personalized sales for right, me. They right. remembered my name where I wanted right. to sit and it stuff like you, that. It makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel it good. Made me feel at home. Like I want to keep going back there. I feel bad when I eat somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm right? sure that they do it of course to, to keep, I mean, to, to generate more revenue, but I think it's, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're not silly. They know what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. They know what they're doing, but I think they, they're also enjoying giving you a good service. It's, Absolutely. it's not about only about money. It's about no, 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 good no. service about we're, we're humans, right? It's, it's also yeah. about connection and personal relationships. And I think it's harder on the offline to do it because you visit Singapore, not you visit this restaurant or this hotel or this, uh, this place, not every day. Uh, so no. it's easier on the online. It's easier on the online because you're always next to your computer. Yeah, but how do you make it key, subtle though? The, the how do you make here, it subtle? Yeah, the key here, I think, is giving you um, good content, personalized content, good experience to make you come every day. Uh, for example, I'm a big fan of Amazon. Uh, you know, I love Amazon and I hate Amazon at the same time. <laughs> uh, I'm a freak. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an Amazon freak, and just every day or two, I just go to Amazon. I just, you know, I get their emails. I go around. Right. I, I even don't know why. I just go. I just, I'm addicted to opening the app and just going on Amazon. Um, and it's just, it's like, it's like me going to the Apple store. I would ride my bicycle in Tokyo exactly. to Ginza I, just I'm, to go to the store, I, not to buy anything. Exactly. I'm, I'm an Apple freak. When I go to, yeah, uh, to Fifth Avenue to in, this- in, in Manhattan, I'm going to be there in two weeks. I just right. go to the Apple store. I don't know why. Because it's fun. It's, just, it's yeah, fun. Just fun. And it's the way I buy microphones. I don't need this microphone. I just wanted another <laughs> exactly, microphone. Exactly. It's all about just experience. One one, it's yeah. all about experience. And if you go to, to the yeah. store in Fifth Avenue in, in, in New York, yeah, just look around and see how many customer service people are, they are, they are, are there. It's like, yeah. like a hundred of them, right? Because they want to give you the best experience. And, and it's like a... It's like a, it's like it's like a candy store, right? It's like it's just yeah. fun, and I think it's all about the content and about being personalized and about being interesting and relevant. So you want if they retailers, and that's what we talk with our clients. You make your right. website dynamic on a daily basis and personalized and changing. Customers will come every day. If it's the same static website every day, why should I come tomorrow? Right. So. And then yeah. we'll, that's where the engagement starts. So 
if you feel like this should be an engaging experience and if you feel like it should be personalized and you're already calling this like the customer journey OS, that's operating system for people that are scoring at home. We believe, and I'm curious what you believe, right? we completely believe that e-commerce isn't solved yet. And one of the things that, that I think is going to happen for sure is that it's going to become way more immersive in the same way that when I walked into the Apple store in Ginza or the one in, on Fifth Avenue in New York, I felt like I was part of this big, active, engaging environment. Right. We can see that the internet is going that way. And we can talk about the metaverse or not talk about the metaverse if we want. But we know that there's been technology that's been developed, whether it's Unity or Unreal Engine, that build these amazing experiences in gaming. Yes. When do we take those and build that type of operating system for retail so that when I go to the JCPenney site or when I go to the Lowe's site or when I go to the H&M site, I don't just feel like I'm on a website, but I feel like I'm in a physical place, even if I don't have goggles. Do you know what I mean? Are you thinking this far ahead? Yes. yes. Thinking I want to build that immersive environment so that when I do go, I can like literally ride my bicycle there or theoretically ride it there and have the same amount of fun that I have now when I go to Ginza or to the yes, store. Yes, Fifth totally, totally. You totally got it. So the, the good news is that it's already built. So the customer- What does that mean? That, that we mentioned- yeah. Uh, is already deployed today on 1.5 billion unique monthly visitors. So Namogus technology today is running on all visitors of H&M, Max and Spencer, Lowe's, JCPenney, Argos, Dollar Shave Club, ASICS, all these companies. Uh, it's already running on 1.5 billion unique monthly visitors. So it's, it's there. Okay. The challenge now uh, that we're now uh, working with our clients is to start take advantage of it, start using it. And I think that the way that I think it should be done is through small steps, right? For example, I'll give you a very yep. small example. Go ahead. Um, when you went to, when you go to booking.com, right? And you yep. see that you look at the room and it's written, uh, 20 people are looking at the same room now, or five yeah, people yeah, already yeah. reserved this room in the past hour. A, it creates this gaming competitive, I mean, maybe someone will take my room and I have to do it now. It creates this urge and, 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 and that, urgency yeah. to take action. But it also, I think, subconsciously, I think it also makes you feel that you're not there alone, right? It makes you feel that you're part of something. You're part of a community of people that is looking now at the room. So I Really? Think is it just me? I just feel annoyed. But anyway, go maybe ahead. Maybe annoyed, but it makes you buy. Uh, but I think, uh, to me, I mean, the feeling that I get is that I, I'm I'm a, I'm a part of something. I'm part of something. So I okay. think if websites become more um, less cold, you know, and more like yeah. more like uh, warm and inviting and dynamic and personalized and and based on community and if it becomes not like a, a website when it feels like some kind of an experience, yeah. I think there, then the change will happen. I think then the change will happen because, because you will feel like you're in, like in a store, you feel like in your an Apple store or, or, you know, a physical store. And I think that's part of the challenge that uh, websites needs to need to face today because you want to feel, I think so. and, and that's the reason why I think why retail stores do not disappear. Because we're humans, we want to come, we want to go out. It's social, yeah. Stores. You can't so do that online yet. We want to touch yeah. people, we want to, to see people, we want to talk to people. 
And I think uh, maybe it's metaverse, maybe it's something else. I think when websites become like more dynamic and not just, you know, not flat. And I, th I think then the change will happen there then. Have you seen have you seen sort of a mindset or a structural change in the thought processes of the people with whom you're working at some of these big companies where where at the at the outset you had to go to them and say you need to use this or you need to use that here's the data that supports it and now they're coming to you and saying hey you know Ohad maybe you haven't thought about this but we've been pouring over the data electronically and we think if we did x or y we'd be able it would be so much more effective and now you're using their kind of recommendations to you to test and then yes. delivering that product to them. Do you see that happening now yes. too? Because that would be cool, right? Yeah, we see it happening because, you know, we start, you know, we, we, we have quite a good footprint today. And also yep. executives, it's a, relative, a small relatively small community. You know, executives sure. come, you know, they switch jobs and they talk to each other and they have communities. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do have inbound interest uh, from companies that want to use our technology for sure. Yes. Yeah. Now, so you said you loved Amazon right? Which is a very strange thing to say. Not a lot of people are out there stomping the ground going, oh my God, Amazon, greatest think, experience in the whole world. I think many people love Amazon. They just don't admit. Yeah, maybe that's true. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. And maybe that's the way people feel about, uh, I don't know, double cheeseburgers as well. Exactly. But you're competing with them at some level, right? Because what you're trying to do is give every individual retailer of any size, really, the same or even better technology than Amazon has, right? Because yes. you can develop this externally and not just build it for yourself. Yes. When you, when you look at the way the retail, online retail landscape is changing, what do you see coming down the line, right? Because my feeling is that Amazon today looks super powerful. It looks like they're unbeatable. But I was having this conversation with someone a few days ago. Like IBM looked the same way in 1983 and 1984, yes, just exactly. non-stoppable. What's your view on this now? Because you're, you're in it every day. I think that I think the change that um, we see between retail companies and Amazon, uh, mm -hmm. it's not for the benefit of Amazon. I think Amazon believes, and maybe today it's true, but I think it won't last for long. Amazon believes that they can do everything by themselves. They have the best. They cannot best data people, best, best everything. Okay. And it's, you, you can do everything by yourself. I mean, they're very, no one succeeds very, alone. Very, yeah. very, very self-centered. And yep. also Google and also, you know, they, they don't buy companies. They don't uh, buy any third party product. They, everything they build in house because they have the best yeah. people in the world and they don't, and they don't. And I think they're losing a lot. And I think yeah. the other companies like JCPenney, like Lowe's, like H&M, are more modest, more modest uh, in, in that sense. And they, they understand that they cannot develop uh, sophisticated things. So they understand that they need to buy. And I think yeah. then that's where they develop so much. And because they, they're looking, they're always looking, they sc they're scouting and they're looking for companies that can make them um, faster. And by the way, we saw... Um, we did we did the research and we did like an internal like a study in Namogu, and we saw strong correlation between companies that took Namogu, or didn't take Namogu uh, as a service, <laughs> and if they succeeded or not. And we saw like strong correlation, not because Namogu is special, because it tells something about the company that they want to yeah. to, to adopt yeah, yeah. new technologies and, and companies like Namogu, not just Namogu, but uh, right. it tells something about the the 
the the vibe and you know by the way uh, one of our maybe our biggest client in india not not biggest but more maybe the the best company that they have in india a company called boat boat lifestyle it's uh, uh -huh. the fifth uh, largest wearable tech companies uh, in the world they send it's the fastest growing d2c company in india they sell Boat. iphones apple watch cables you know things like that like uh, tech you know like uh, phones earphones uh, things like that and they always say about themselves that the culture of the company is all about experimentation yeah it has to be that's what that's what every startup company is to be fair it's just exactly. one gigantic ongoing experiment exactly and if you look at their graph they're like exploding uh, yeah and companies you know old companies like macy's and you know without mentioning too many too many of them like, <laughs> without mentioning there, macy's they, they they're stuck they're stuck yeah they're trying new things so at some point like you mentioned ibm at some point they will just disappear and so I think about Amazon, they're great. I think they have great technology. They changed the world, many worlds, I think. For sure. But they're, they're quite, you know, into themselves and not opening themselves to, to the world. And I think they create enemies and they don't benefit from many, many cool technologies that there are there outside. So at some point, I think it will be in their disadvantage. But does Amazon use technology like yours? Maybe they built it themselves, but do they use the same data point and do they try to use the same, the same no. idea of what no, you do to don't. increase their conversion? They don't at they all. Don't, I, I, I'm sure that they're using other things, uh, okay. but they don't use things that we do, but I'm sure that they're using all kinds of technologies to, uh, to, to do what they do because they do extremely well. So, um, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Michael, I would ask one more question, if that's go okay for with it. you. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I'm really wondering wondering one thing is like, because we see a lot of studies and research on the marketing side of e-commerce of people saying, you know, like the buying behaviors of the people are changing. People are buying, like, we're buying faster before and now they take more time, you know, to, to compare with competitors, to go on your social media, to maybe talk to your customer support and all of these things. But maybe like what you're doing on your side is, is actually the reverse. It's not because people are changing, it's just because your website maybe might not be optimized enough to, to convert all of these people. Yes. But if you have 1.5 billion unit visitors yeah. a month, which means like you have data on what are the people actually doing, right? And so my first question would be like, how long, like how many years of data you have right now? And are you able to see trends, like behavior behavior changes trends in the buying process basically of people of the mass market right because if you go to h&m or all of these brands like this are people really buying different now than five years ago do they really do that or yes. not <laughs> yes so i think yeah i think you said it you said it right so we do see great changes in behavior okay. of course people are people and you know we're the mm -hmm. same people that we were uh, two years ago uh, but I think um, the way we buy now is different than a year ago or two years ago during COVID and four years ago. Uh, there's a, there was like, um, you know, we were from retail to no retail, everything, you know, the stores shut down in, in, right. in a month. Uh, mm -hmm. And then everything switched online. So, and people went like crazy. And because 
of the, the stores were closed and the skies were closed and you cannot travel, all the money was, was, was switched to, to buying things on Amazon, on JCPenney, on, on Walmart, etc. So we saw like a spike of websites being built. So everyone open, opened the Shopify store, right? And also people bought, like they, they were stuck at home and you want to feel good and you want to buy something for yourself and you want to, uh, uh, and, and people start buying like crazy. And because you could not travel, all the money that we are used to be spent on travel went to commerce. And then when the skies opened and the stores opened again, we see the buying went going down on e-commerce because the money will, again was spent on vacations to Thailand, to Singapore, to whatever. Uh, so people are less buying today and also they're more buying in the street again. Uh, so yeah, the, the world is changing. The buying behavior is changing. And I think another trend that we're seeing today is that because of the privacy, GDPR, CCPA, privacy uh, constraints, um, it's way more difficult to advertise uh, to advertise well on Facebook, on Google, etc. Yeah. So we see the quality of traffic coming from Facebook and Google to websites going really, really low. I mean, if you look at conversion of Facebook visitors, it's like twenty percent of organic traffic. So it's just crap, crap traffic. It's like they because I, I think they're trying to to throw arrows, but they just they just miss all the time. Yeah. So and 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 it's not good. So we the trend that we see in e-commerce companies, and we're part of the trend, is that e-commerce companies find themselves instead of buying buying. Uh, visitors from Mark Zuckerberg, they find themselves investing more in the in the in the visitors that came organically and in visitors that actually are my visitors. We spoke about loyalty. I yep. want to invest more in my customers than spending so much money on new visitors all the time because it's just crap. So yeah, so everything we 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 know this from our own experience as well and martin this place direct like this confirms exactly what we think about that oh i'm gonna let you go this has been amazing great truly amazing and i we really just want to thank you for coming and doing this i want to make sure i pronounce your name right ohad greenspan the yes. cto of namogu yes. not a japanese name yes thank you so much yes. comes the name comes right out of the bible kind of very expressive word i like this it's like this Dissolves. Kind of thing. Dissolves. Exactly. Thank you so much for doing this. Great. Thank you very much for inviting me.